Are you looking to take your team to the next level and lead to your full potential? Then Leading with Purpose is the show for you. It's an hour of empowerment with your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Nathan is a business and leadership development coach, public speaker, and author. He's also the founder of Clutch Consulting and a member of the John Maxwell team. Nathan's purpose in life is to empower others, and that's how he helps businesses and leaders grow. He specializes in leadership training, improving communication in the workplace, and creating high-performance teams. So join Nathan and this week's guest as they provide you with the information and tools you need to effectively lead yourself and others. It's time for Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. Here is your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. You know, friends, the majority of the time on this show, we keep the focus on leadership topics. However, for this episode, I wanted to shake things up for you a bit. We're going to be talking with Deborah Jason, who I will introduce to you in just a moment about how, as small business owners and entrepreneurs, we can market like millionaires, even if we are on a shoestring budget. And can you believe, friends, it is November. I mean, can you believe it? It's a great time of year. I mean, it's time for friends, family, Thanksgiving. If you're in my neck of the woods, it's time for Dallas Cowboys football. And most importantly, setting aside time to really be thankful and grateful for the blessings that have been bestowed upon us. And with that, you know, I'm extremely grateful for you my listener. I'm grateful that once again you have chosen to spend a portion of your day listening to the great content that we share here with you at Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. And at the end of this episode, if you don't mind, I strongly encourage you to go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com, click on the iTunes link, leave us a review, and subscribe to this podcast so you make sure you never miss a single episode. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this episode with Deborah is that we're coming up on the end of the year. And I know many of you are small business owners. You're listening to this show because it brings value to you. And you're thinking about the upcoming year ahead. And perhaps the things that you're going to do differently in your business to make 2018 your best year yet. And as you and I both know, marketing plays a pivotal role in that strategic process. So I knew that this would be great content that you could implement right away to ensure that you get off on the right foot this next year. And with that, I would like to introduce Deborah Jason, past president of the Rocky Mountain Direct Marketing Association and a recipient of their Creative Person of the Year Award. Deborah is a seasoned direct response copywriter with more than 30 years of experience in the field of direct marketing. During that time, she has personally written thousands upon thousands of words for hundreds of clients around the country and some overseas. A member of the National Speakers Association as an inspirational marketing speaker. She has presented numerous live workshops on the value of building relationships and the art of engaging as they apply to attracting clients, generating leads, and networking both online and off. Some of her topics include LinkedIn marketing, cost-effective marketing strategies, copywriting, and how to embrace fear and enhance your freedom. In addition to writing for local national trade publications, Deborah is the author of the award-winning best-selling book, Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. Her mission is to not only inspire you, but to empower you to communicate your marketing message in a big way so you captivate and convert your prospects into loyal 
raving fans. She shares real-life, practical business-building strategies that help you gain exposure and attract a steady stream of happy clients with fun and ease so that you can ultimately live your dreams. And Deborah, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Nathan. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, and thanks for inviting me to be a guest. It's a pleasure to be here. You are more than welcome. We're excited to have you here at Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. And before we get into the real meat of our interview this evening, which will obviously focus on your book, I want to start right here. Tell us something interesting about yourself that many people may not know. Oh, well, most people don't know. This is totally a different take on who I am and what I do today. But many years ago, in another life, I was a speech pathologist. And I did that during the day. And in the evening, I was a disc jockey in a discotheque. And that was back in the disco days. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> my parents thought it was great because I had a real job as a speech therapist. But, <laughs> you know, they thought it was fun that I was a disc jockey as long as that wasn't my only uh, career. But that's something that most people don't know about and was a very fun time in my life. What did you enjoy most about that experience? What did I? Um, well, I was around people a lot because it was a discotheque. And the fun part of it and what I enjoyed the most is that people were having fun. Right. So I got to play music because I love music. I love to dance. And I love the fact that the people there were having a good time. So what, you know, what can you complain about there? Absolutely. Well, Deborah, as you know, I mean, tonight we're going to be talking about marketing and how as small business owners, we can market like millionaires, even if we're on a shoestring budget. And, you know, marketing is so much about finding ways to to build and nurture relationships. And as I mentioned, this show usually focuses on leadership. But tonight we're changing things up. We're doing things differently. We're bringing different kinds of value to our audience. But in leadership, trust plays a pivotal role. But as you know, it also plays a very important role in marketing as well. So as business owners and entrepreneurs, in your professional opinion, how do we strengthen that know, like, and trust factor that's just really so important in the business relationship? Well, there are several things you can do, and as you've mentioned, I think more than once already, you know, is about building and nurturing relationships, right. because people will do business or refer business to people that they know, like, and trust. So what I tell people is, if you have, let's say, your accountant is retiring, which actually mine is right now, chances are you don't pick up your phone and ask Siri for an accountant in your town. Chances are you don't go to Google and type in accountant. Most likely what you do is turn to someone who you already know, like, and trust. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a client. Maybe it's a colleague. Maybe it's your accountant who's retiring, and you ask for a referral because that's the first level of the know, like, and trust. And in marketing, People, if you think about the people you do business with, they are most likely people that you know, like, and trust. And the people who do business with you know, like, and trust you. So it's about building and nurturing that relationship so that you develop the know, like, and trust. Because what then, that the refer, then you, what I say is you get the know me, like me, trust me. Then you get refer me and pay me. So what are some of the things that we can do to nurture that know, like, and trust factor, especially in, 
you know, a tech, technology-driven world where there is so much content available and so many people competing for space digitally on social media platforms and those kinds of things, it can really be like finding a needle in a haystack and trying to deliver value and be discoverable on the web. So with that in mind, what are some things that we can do to really drive that know, like, and trust factor? Very specific, two to three things that we can implement. So one thing that you can do, for example, you're on LinkedIn, let's say. What you want to do when you're on that network is not just go in there and send somebody a message saying, let's connect, and then your next message is, now that we're connected, let me sell you something. Right. The idea, and you mentioned this already, you go on LinkedIn, if you're going to connect with somebody, you want to have a conversation. So one thing you can do to build that know, like, and trust right off the bat is when you send out a connection request on LinkedIn, you personalize that request. It's one of the biggest mistakes people make on that network is they hit the connect button and they don't say, hi, Nathan, I'm Deborah. It was great listening to your show and I'd like to connect with you. Instead, they just hit the connect button and a generic message goes out. So you want to make sure you're starting conversations when it comes to LinkedIn or other social networks for that matter. It's engaging with people in a way that is with, I say, with heart, not hype. So as you mentioned, you bring value to the table. For example, you'll connect with somebody and you find out um, they're in real estate maybe. And you just read something online about trends in real estate. So you can then send them a message and say, hey, here's this great article I just read. I thought it would be of interest to you. Right. There's no pitch in there. There's nothing you're selling. You're just adding value and sharing information with them. And that's how you start to build the know, like, and trust. You know, and so that's, that's a great one way. Well, and that's a great point that you brought up about LinkedIn, too, because LinkedIn has really made that so easy and so tempting for business owners today. I mean, originally, you could only just click the connect button, if I remember correctly, on like the mobile app. But now they've actually converted that over to the desktop app also. So you see all these potentially all these potential people that you can potentially connect with. And all you have to do is click connect and it sends them that generic yeah. message. Yeah. But what you're saying is take that extra 10 or 15 seconds to, to personalize it, right? I'm so glad you brought that up. It. Yeah, because what people do is, and you just mentioned, that, you know, sometimes LinkedIn pops up things going, hey, Nathan, here's some people you'd like to know, or here's some other people who have viewed the same profile you're viewing. Right. What I tell people is do not click connect there. Go to the person's profile. Because if you, can, if you click on that connect button from that spot, it won't let you personalize it. But if you go to the person's profile and hit connect, now with the new LinkedIn since the beginning of 2017, there will be a box that says, hey, by the way, if you add a note here, chances are more likely that you will have your invitation accepted. So don't always just click on that connect button in the little sidebars on LinkedIn. Go to a person's profile, same on your telephone. However, on the smartphone, it's a little bit different. There is a connect button, but there's also three little dots up in the corner where if you click on that, it will say personalize your invitation. And personalization is so important because, like I said, you want to start a conversation. You want to engage. You want to start building that relationship. 
Yeah, plus one of the things I've noticed, too, and we've got just about 30 or 45 seconds before our first commercial break, if you also just go directly to the profile, they get a notification that you've actually have viewed their profile. And I don't know about you, but anytime I get a notification that, you know, somebody has interviewed my profile, it kind of piques my interest a little bit. And I want to learn more about that individual and maybe even connect with them if they don't make the decision to connect with me initially. So Deborah, when we get back from the commercial break, we want to continue this discussion about uh, increasing our know, like, and trust factor with those in the business community. If you're listening to us this evening, we have Deborah Jason on with us. This is Leading with purpose empowering talk radio we will be right back after this short break you don't want to miss it you'll be so grateful that you stayed with us we'll be right back leading with purpose empowering talk radio and your host nathan r mitchell returns after this short break Do you wish you had more focus? Do you wish you were more intentional about the things you need to get done to really start making progress in your business and leadership? If so, you need the Leadership Journal by Nathan R. Mitchell. The Leadership Journal is Nathan's empowerment project to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders grow their business, empower their teams, and lead to their full potential in only 90 days. To begin reaching your full potential today, simply go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com and claim your copy of the Leadership Journal now. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Deborah Jason, author of Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, I want to let you know that tonight's broadcast, episode number 24, is brought to you by Minert and Associates, a full-service accounting firm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that has dedicated their purpose of helping business owners relieve their financial stress. So if you're in need of tax preparation, bookkeeping, or payroll services, I encourage you to visit my friends over at Minor & Associates. You can learn more about them by simply visiting relievefinancialstress.com. And Deborah, welcome back to the show. Right before the commercial break, uh, we were talking about LinkedIn. And, you know, there's business owners that are going to listen to this podcast either this evening or later on with the download and are thinking, you know, I understand this whole no, no like and trust factor, but I just don't even have enough leads or business relationships to nurture and develop relationships in the first place. What are some strategies they can use to gain exposure and kind of not break the bank in the process? Well, in addition to the LinkedIn strategies we were talking about, they can, a lot of people when they are in small business and actually in big businesses as well, will join an organization like a chamber of commerce. However, what they don't do and the one way they can build those relationships is not just join the organization, but get involved in it. So join a committee, chair a committee, Get on the board of directors because that's where relationships are developed. 
when you're sitting around a committee table, people get to know something about you without you having to pitch anything to them. They're just learning about you because you're all sitting around a table and working toward a common goal. And I find that many times when you've done that, when you're involved, whether it's a chamber of commerce, um, a trade association, or a rotary club, people learn to know, like, and trust you that way. And if someone should turn to you one day and say, gee, I need a referral, you might find that when your phone rings, you don't even know who that person is because they were referred to you by someone else you met on that committee. And you may never have done any business with that person. You just sat on this committee together. And right. so they got a sense of who you are. So that's a great strategy. It doesn't cost you any money to get to know people that way because you're doing something for the greater good. You're serving people by being a chairperson, by being a board member. And I find that's a really good way for people to discover how, who you are and how they like you and how they can develop a relationship that they trust. So what I'm hearing from you is it's so much more than just going to a monthly luncheon. Is that right? Absolutely. So when you go to them and when you go to a monthly luncheon, one of the things that I say is don't be a collector, be a connector. And what I mean by that is you don't sit down at the luncheon and say, hi, Nathan, here's my card. Right. Or hi, Nathan, do you have a card? You sit down and you connect with people. You ask questions. You have conversations. You learn about them. You know, are they originally from the same town you're in? Do they have family? You can ask, what do you do? Or how did you get started doing what you do? Have those conversations. And yes, maybe toward the end of that conversation, you discover that it's somebody you'd like to stay in touch with and you ask for their card or they might ask for your card. But going to those luncheons isn't just about changing cards you know, yeah. it's about really finding somebody that you can develop a relationship with i've actually been to chamber meetings and just seen individuals walking around and putting business cards down at every spot at every lunch oh, table you know <laughs> i went to an event one night and on the registration line at the event the woman in front of me and i tell this story when i'm doing presentations but the woman said to me my goal tonight is to give out 50 business cards Five zero, right. And she was so excited. But my thought was, do you really think she connected with anyone that night? Or was she too busy saying, hi, here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Before she ever asked a question where she stopped to learn who you were. And so, the reality is probably 80% of those cards were thrown in the trash before people left the evening. Absolutely. I was at an event last night. I had a nice conversation with somebody. And I didn't ask for their card, but before I left, he was like, here's my card. And I pulled it out today, and I went, I don't really think I'm going to stay in touch with this person. Right. It's not going in my Rolodex. It's not going into my phone. So make sure you take that time to connect. And then there might be a reason for that person to ask for your card or for you to ask for theirs. But start out first by asking questions and having that conversation. Yeah, it's really finding ways to communicate and really connect effectively with the person that you're interacting with. And, you know, that's actually one of the central themes of your book, Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, is the importance of communicating, and more importantly in marketing, communicating benefits to our potential prospects. So how can we communicate what we really have to offer 
in a way that resonates with the prospects we're trying to reach. And we can kind of even stick on this uh, Chamber of Commerce deal right now, for example, because at the end of the day, I want to deliver value and to tell somebody really how I can help them. But at some point also, not until they tell me how I can potentially serve them. Well, you know, that kind of goes back to sort of the basics of marketing. And what I tell people before they ever start marketing, and I'm sure you know this, Nathan, they need to know three things. One is, who is your ideal client? Who's your audience? But sort of in line with what you're saying, it's not just who are they, not just their demographics and their lifestyle information, but what motivates them? In other words, what keeps them up at night? Why are they pulling their hair out? What challenges and issues do they face? Because when you know that, then you can go into the next step, which is what's your product or your program or service, and how does that product solve that challenge, solve that issue for somebody? Because then you're talking about how you can help them. And that's the third part, which is what's your message? What's your magnetic marketing message? And I have a four-step formula that I share with people to help them not, not answer the questions and then robotically spit it out, but to help them tweak their message. And it goes like this. It's I help blank. And the first blank is who is your market? So insert right. that. Do get or gain blank. And that next blank is a benefit. Even if blank that blank is an obstacle, so that blank, and that's another benefit or solution. So, for example, and as I said, you don't want to just rotely go out and say this as a robot. So it doesn't have to be I help, do get, or gain, even if so that, for example, I empower independent business professionals to communicate their marketing message in a way that captivates and converts their prospects into loyal raving fans, even if they're struggling with how to convert their ideas into words on paper so that they can attract a steady stream of happy clients, so that they can grow their business, so that they can enjoy a lifestyle that provides them with flexibility, freedom, and fun to do what they love. And so that can go on ad infinitum depending on the benefits that you have to offer. So that's really important is to understand who's your audience, what's their problem, and what's the solution you have. Because then you can help serve them in a way that's beneficial and adds value to them. Yeah, and I think that's the key. And first of all, <clears throat> I love the word empower. I mean, it's just so important and central to what I do. My purpose in life is to empower people to grow their businesses, empower their teams, and lead to their full potential faster. And you, know, you hit the nail on the head when you talked about serving because I think a lot of people, when they think about marketing, you know, they think about selling. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the word sell, it's like a dirty four-letter like word to word. some people. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess you could say it's that whole, you know, I don't want to act like a used car salesman mentality or I'm not one to give kind of a hardcore, pushy sales pitch. You know, is there a way to actually market ourselves that's actually fun and enjoyable? You know, kind of like your days in the discotheque world, right? Where, <laughs> without having yeah, to just, feel just like become this. a DJ. <laughs> so first, be careful because my brother does have a used car dealership in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And actually, a lot of people who write testimonials 
testimonials to him say that he's not the typical, you know, stereotype of a used car salesman because right. he's not pushy. He's honest. He shares information with them. He tells them everything up front. So, you know, just the best way to say it, and the word might be overused, but it's just be authentic, be genuine in who you are, and understand everyone actually likes to buy stuff. They just don't want to be sold to. Right. And so, you know, the more that you share something uh, from your heart and genuinely, if you're talking to someone, for instance, that res that resonates with that, that message that you're sharing, they will naturally go, wow, you know, I really like what he's saying or what she's saying. And that really makes sense to me. I want to know more. So it might come more naturally for them to get to a point of saying, share it. Tell me more about what you do, because, gee, I might want to work with you on that. Um, but not when you're out at a meeting going, hi, here's my card. I sell insurance. Can um, I help you with your health insurance, with your life insurance? You know, what can I do for you? And it sounds kind of odd, but these days, I don't know about you, Nathan, and to, to your listeners, but sometimes you'll get a message that says, or you might even be talking to somebody in person that goes, how can I help you? And for some people, that's starting to sound like, okay, I'm going to sell you something now. Um, so you right. really want to be more sincere in your conversations. And one of the things you talk about in your book is, you know, how to use social media effectively. And we talked a little bit earlier um, about LinkedIn, you know, we've got a, just a couple of minutes before the next commercial break. What are your thoughts on social media in general, especially given that you just talked about authenticity? Do you think it's easier for people to be authentic in today's social media driven world, or do you think it's made it more difficult and why? Wow, that's a good question. Um, yes and no. <laughs> so yes, it's easier for people to share more of themselves online and I say yes and no because some people then overdo it so here's an example um, when I'm on and I use Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter but on my Facebook personal wall I post a happy photo every morning it could be a beautiful flower it could be a beautiful mountain scene but that's to start my day on a positive note one time I was feeling pretty vulnerable actually is the word and I posted that on Facebook I just put I'm feeling vulnerable nothing else right and I got hundreds of people responding and what I mean is and engaging not just liking it but actually writing comments and some people thanking me for being so vulnerable and sharing that now I could say oh well I'm going to post more posts like that because I get people engaged but then I'm going to start sounding like a victim Sure. You know, so I let myself be authentic in that moment, but it's not something that I do all the time in order to get intention and engagement. And I think that's sort of what happens on some of the social networks is people continue to post the poor me thing. Right. And forget about positive stuff as well. Yeah, and some, you know, some people do relate to that, but at the end of the day, I think it's really about balance. And we've got just 10 minutes for the commercial break. You're actually listening to Leading, Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. We have Deborah Jason with us on the show tonight. We'll be right back after the short break.
Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Nathan R. Mitchell, America's leading empowerment coach, founder of Clutch Consulting, and certified member of the John Maxwell team, is giving away his top-selling book, Leading with Purpose, for free, for a limited time. You can get Nathan's highly acclaimed book, which is full of 30 empowering tips to help you transform your organization and your leadership. To claim your free ebook, simply go to leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Opt in to receive the Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio newsletter, and you will also receive Nathan's book as a special bonus. This is a limited time offer, so secure your copy today. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Tonight on the show, we we have Deborah Jason, author of Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. And Deborah, we've had a lot of great conversation already this evening, and we're entering the last segment of the show. And one of the things I want to do here is ask you a few more questions and shift gears for just a moment. You know, I'm a business and leadership development coach and trainer, and one of the things that I often share with my executive coaching clients is this idea idea that great leaders are great self-leaders first. And in your book, Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, you have a chapter entitled, Take a Leadership Role in Your Life. For those listening tonight, how does this relate to marketing? Well, when you read that chapter, it talks a lot about what we've already discussed with regard to um, if you're a solopreneur, a small business, even leaders of larger companies, and that goes back to getting involved in organizations because that's taking a leadership role. It's doing something that adds value to your community, be it a um, community organization or a trade organization. But taking a leadership role sets a model for other people in your business with the exception of of being a solopreneur, but that's one way to show people that you're connecting with other people in a way that adds value to their lives. So taking a leadership role in your business is about looking at where you are and what you're doing and finding ways to go out there and develop that know, like, and trust by getting involved in your community. And again, that could be your local community or your business community. So with 2018, you know, just six or seven weeks down uh, the road from us after the holidays, you know, if you're talking to a small business owner, what are some things that two to three things that you would recommend that they do now to really start planning for a successful 2018 when it comes to their marketing? So there's um, two things that are sort of interrelated that I would say that you can start thinking about right now for the coming year. One of them is and I find that I call this the most fun way to market yourself. And that is to go out and speak. So do you have a topic that you're knowledgeable about that you can share with other people? Because when you're in front of a crowd, speaking helps you do quite a few things. Increase your visibility, build your authority, 
get known as a subject matter expert. And I'm not talking about going and speaking, let's say, at a Rotary Club and pitching your product or your service. Right. I'm talking about going and doing a presentation that is informative, that gives value to the people who are listening. So maybe it's three tips for um, writing a will successfully or three tips to avoid foreclosure if you're a realtor. You know, something that adds value to the audience because that is how they're going to start to build that know, like, and trust going back to that factor because they're going to hear you share something that you're knowledgeable about and something you're passionate about. And they're sitting there listening going, wow, he really knows the subject. Nathan really knows about leadership. You know, if I have a question or if I need some help, maybe I should call him. So going out there and speaking, I find that's a great way to market yourself. So if the New Year's rolling around, spend some time thinking about what can I speak about. Um, and for those people who go, I'd like to speak, but I, you know, I'm really afraid of that. Right. I'm still trying to find out, you know, who is the person that said more people are afraid of speaking than they are of dying? Nobody's really ever found out where the source of that quote comes from. <laughs> um, <laughs> but think about two things. What are you knowledgeable about and what are you passionate about? And make a list of each and then score each list on a scale of one to ten. And you might find two things rise to the top. They're both tens and you're knowledgeable and you're passionate about it. And you can go out and then start doing a presentation about it. Contact your local rotary, your local chamber, wherever there's a trade organization, entrepreneurial organizations, there's tons of meetups, business meetups, and start speaking because that will help you get your message out there, get you exposure, get you connected face to face. You know, we still, everyone's so connected to their iPhones and their iPads, but don't forget to connect face to face and eye to eye and smile to smile and speaking lets you do that. So that's one way related to it would be contact your local newspaper and ask them if you can write an article for the paper or contact a trade publication and ask if you can write an article for the publication. You won't get paid, but you will get your message out there. And again, it's about sharing something of value and people will see your name, will see your article. And this has happened to me more than once. They'll pick up the phone or they'll email you and say, wow, I read that piece that you wrote, right. and I'm, I'm interested in talking to you. And so that doesn't cost you any money. Speaking doesn't cost you any money. It, it, you know, all these things cost you time. So it's a matter of taking the time for yourself to sit down and go, okay, is there a topic I can speak about? Is there a topic I can write about? And they pretty much go hand in hand. If you can speak about it, you can write about it. Um, you can blog about it. So there's many ways to repurpose your content and put it on your blog or create a tweet about it, bring people back to your website. So real quickly to touch on the social media marketing aspect, if we have the time. Absolutely. People keep thinking, you know, I need to build my following on Facebook. I need to get followers on Twitter and build my network on LinkedIn. All that is important, but the really important part is to make sure you get people from your social networks to your website because you don't own their names. You don't own those names on LinkedIn. You don't own those names on Facebook. If you get them to your website and they opt in 
to your email list, mm. you now own that list and you can email them and stay in touch with them and send them once in a while. It could be something you're selling, but most often you're going to send them an email that says, hey, here's a new blog post I wrote about five cost-effective ways to market yourself. Hey, by the way, here's not, here's not something that I wrote. Here's something my colleague uh, Nathan wrote that I want to share with you. And so you can start adding value that way through your email list. So remember when you're doing social networking that you really want to get people to your site. So hopefully they will opt in and you offer them something on your website that is what we call a lead magnet, something that makes them enticed or motivated to give you their name and their email. So those are probably three ways we've talked about um, in addition to the LinkedIn, in addition to you know joining organizations, go out and speak, write articles, repurpose those, and get people from your social networks to your website so that you can get them to opt in for some kind of uh, lead magnet. Yeah, and you know, I love what you mentioned too about the articles because you publish uh, an article in your local paper, which I've done recently in August of this year. I mean, it's third-party validation for you, right? I mean, you're published in their paper, and what I don't think a lot of people understand is it's really not as hard to get an article in the paper as you think it is because these editors, a lot of times, they want content, and they're looking for content. And often, more often than not, it's just making sure that you hit them at the right time of year when they need content from your specialty. And that's just staying in contact with them every two or three months from what I've found. Well, here's a little tip for those who are listening. If they want to contact their local paper, and I just did this this week. Um, so do you have an idea that you can promote? And I promoted this to a business publication here in Boulder, Colorado. I contacted them and said, here are the holidays are coming. Here are some gift-giving ideas for entrepreneurs and leaders. And I mm. gave them three books, told them these are Colorado authors, gave them, you know, two, three lines about each book, and then said, you know, by the way, if you want a photo of the books, I'll send you a photo. And sure enough, the editor responded and said, yeah, send me a photo. So for those who are listening, do you have an idea about gift-giving ideas, whether they're business-related or whatever your business is in? that you can say, here's an article I can write. And what I sent the editor was pretty brief. Right. So think about you know, what's going on in your community, business community, your local community. It's just something you can write about. Reach out. It always helps to have some sort of angle that the editor will find beneficial for his readers. And make sure you contact the correct editor because some papers will have a business editor some will have a lifestyle editor, a real estate editor. You know, have editors for different departments of their publication. So you want to make sure you reach out to the right person. And usually you can find that by researching online, just going to their website. Well, Deborah, we just got just, just a few more minutes before the end of the show. Before we conclude this episode, is there anything further that you would like to share with our audience? Do you have an event coming up or a special promotion that you would like to share? I don't have an event coming up since we're approaching the end of the year, but I do have, if, if people are interested, you know, one of the things that I do, and I started my business 28, almost 29 years ago as a copywriter, if people are interested in writing their own content or in learning about copy and what to look for if they're hiring a copywriter, I do have a home study program um, that they could purchase. 
It includes audios, it includes templates, and it's called Magnetic Copywriting, How to Convert Your Prospects uh, into Loyal Raving Fans. And they can find that on my copywriting website, which is rightdirection.com slash mc dash home study. So they won't find an actual tab on the website for that. Um, but it's rightdirection.com slash mc dash home study. MC stands for magnetic copywriting. So thank you okay. for asking. You're welcome. And I'll actually, uh, for those of you listening, I will actually link to that in the show notes page. So if you can't find it directly, you can always find it at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Click on the show notes for this episode, and I will link to that directly right there so it can also be found easily. Deborah, thank you so much for being a guest on tonight's show. I know you've delivered all kinds of marketing value and wisdom to myself and my listeners. So thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, Nathan, for having me, and thank everyone to, uh, for tuning in. You're welcome. Everyone, you've been listening to episode number 24 of Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. This is your host, Nathan Mitchell. Tonight, we had Deborah Jason on the show, author of Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. Make sure you get over to rightdirection.com right now to learn more about Deborah, and also make sure you check out the show notes on leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio with host Nathan R. Mitchell. To learn how Nathan can help you get better business results and lead you to your full potential faster, visit Clutch Consulting on the web at www.clutchconsulting.net. You can also download episodes of the